Welcome everyone to Eat Sleep Elite. This is a pay-per-view special. Uh, full gear just happened. I'm Charlie. Joining me is Garrett. And oh my no. god, Garrett. Full gear was fun as fuck. So many just insane spots and just insane matches, really, to be honest with you. Yeah, so we got uh, we got a lot to talk about. We'll dive into each of these matches, kind of give our thoughts just real quickly. Um, you can catch us both on Twitter. You can follow Garrett at Bain Duke, and you can follow me on Twitter at OCharlie. That's Ed with an X instead of an A. And if you are interested in keeping up with our podcast, we do have a weekly show that comes out on Saturdays, and you can catch that on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple, wherever you really find your podcast because they're kind of all connected. Um, yeah, the interconnected podcast universe. <laughs> really? The uh, podcast multiverse. Um, other than that, let's just real quick, just what were your overall thoughts of uh, Full Gear? Just as a whole. Nice so there was a show. So I didn't obviously agree with every result. Um, and I didn't necessarily, um, not every match hit exactly the mark that it could have. Right? I think obviously, you know, there's always going to be matches that have to be slotted for certain ways so that the other matches can go off the way they have to with the crowd or whatever. Um, but at the same time, every, pretty much everything on the show, I mean, I didn't really, I don't know, even, even like the street fight that everyone was kind of like worried about in this, in the lead up with, with, you know, Dan Lambert having some parts in it. Like, what did we talk about? There was like, and we're not, we can talk about this a little bit more when we talk about that match, but the one way you could do that match is, is you could just not have him do anything, which is <laughs> yep. smart, you know? Yep, we'll just, absolutely. We'll talk about that more, but you know, like that's, so like everything was just structured so well to me on this show. And I don't feel like I got bored at any point watching it. And it was like a three hour show. So that's like, a great way of putting it. I don't feel like I got bored either. That is a great way of putting it. So yeah, let's just, we'll jump right into this. So real quick, we'll cover the buy-in. Um, I definitely popped with Dante Martin getting the opening segment and it pretty much just the way it goes is the acclaimed came out, cut a few good lines about Leo Rush is about to enter his 15th retirement. That was pretty good. And <laughs> they are now offering him to join. So we got team Taz want him. Leo wants him. Seidel wants him. And now the acclaimed want him. It's cool to know that the acclaimed are recruiting, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I like that idea. The acclaimed. I mean, the thing is, he wants to do trios titles eventually, right? So, like, if he has wants to do that, you know, then he has yeah, to have like, a bunch of factions that have three people in them. So, you know, talking about breaking Dante's leg like his brother. I mean, hey, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> so he obviously declines. He hits one of his badass moves off the top rope, and yeah, I mean, all in all, we've been saying something we cover pretty indefinitely on our podcast is Dante Martin, and he's just. He is the moment, man. He he has the future the of high flying, and I have a new dream match that we will mention when we get to it. Okay, because oh my god, I have a new Dante Martin dream match. Anyways, uh, we block. we get our match that's on the buy-in, and it's Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. One of the biggest things I, I noted here: Thunder Rosa got arguably the biggest pop of the night for any woman. Do you find that surprising at all? No, because way back, like when AEW was like first in its like first couple of years, we remember. Um, you remember when we first saw Thunder Rosa way back on a random episode of Dynamite with the NWA Women's Title that looked absolutely disgusting. Yeah, um, I, and that's not disrespectful. By the way, that's a great division. It obviously gave us Thunder Rosa, but like that title looked disgusting. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and they brought her in, signed her full full time. 
and now she's one of the biggest attraction stars in the women's division besides Britt Baker. So it's like, um, which is why I keep saying I think Thunder Rosa will be the one to take it off of her because like I, it's so surprising that. that they haven't. But I Tony's hearing that man. So if if they do go the route of Thunder winning the TBS title, I mean it's that is your babyface champion at least. Um, other than that, it's, it's a pretty decent match. Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa look great. Jamie Hayter, I thought, oh, looked all right. And then, uh, yeah, so pretty much just Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa pick up the dub. Quick babyface win to get the crowd hyped. Mm. Nothing, nothing more than that. Just they enter uh, their TBS matches this week. So, yeah. fun enough buy-in. We don't have anything for you, tag match. Yeah, literally. And so, we let's get into the main show here. We uh, were taking predictions at the opening match, and about five minutes before the show, I said Darby Allen versus MJF because I had no idea. That's what I was thinking as well. I didn't say anything because I wanted to see what you said first. But we, we were like... on the same wavelength, and guess what? It was the opening <laughs> match. And, uh, dude, this match kicked ass. Um, I really enjoyed the early chain wrestling. Um, we've kind of been talking about MJF for, for a while now. We're like, yeah, I mean, MJF has one of the best promo skills pretty out of any company in wrestling but sometimes the wrestling gets a little bit away from him but i thought darby allen brought out a lot of brought out a lot of it tonight so i think one of the things that's funny about mjf is that like he wrestles a style that is much more similar to something like ftr or like somebody like it's I don't funny know, that they're like in the pinnacle 2.0. together too so you can see that even 2.0 kind of wrestle more of that traditional style you know like of wrestling and uh you know which is like what people like the horsemen did and stuff like that which is where the association comes from obviously but it's like um mjf is capable like he hit a springboard in this match like what like this guy yeah. didn't do flips apparently he can he, he had some really yeah so, he had a couple really nice things uh, I, um, I really liked his rick flair taunt that stuck out to me um he called some boy some fat boy in the crowd. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That popped me. Um, it's twenty twenty one. MJF can't say that, but yeah, um, right. And uh, but, MJF caught Darby Allen and like hit a power bomb off of his knee. That was a. I mean, that was a pretty what the hell was spot. that? Like a New Ooh. Japan looking spot. That was like something that yeah. you would have seen like. Okada do or something in a random match against Kenny. You know what I mean? Like thirty minutes into the hour match, that it's going to go to a draw. Like he just hits one of those because why not? You know, like and and logically, all these moves are making sense within the story. Darby hits his insane suicide dive where he's just full speed ahead, and then after that, they kind of get up towards the apron. MJF hits a tombstone pile driver on the apron. Yeah, it was at that point that I sent a, a uh, skull emoji to Charlie. Uh, you like Darby? Yeah, Darby's dead. He is dead. Yeah. R.I.P. He, he was dead. He then goes. Um, he, Darby hits a code red. I always pop for a code red. I, it's a good move. I, it's been overdone at this point. I feel like there's a bunch of people that do it, but I mean, just what got to use it when when the moment calls and it came in this match. He knows how to use it correctly. I mean, Darby. Darby also hit a coffin drop at one point on the apron. That drop, was and, and he hit one on the ramp. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, it, it, he, he was just – Darby Allen just throws his body into everything, and it's great. Um, they're doing all this. They're selling. How he's going to survive it, it, though. Yeah. And it looks like Darby's going for it to hit the finisher, and MJF catches Darby with his knees on a coffin drop. How the – you cannot protect yourself on that. Speaking of kind of like – like theoretically, right? How would you protect yourself uh, of doing a coffin drop on knees? 
he would have to i mean the only thing that i could think and this is just like off the top of my head would be like maybe mjf puts his knees up in a way that doesn't like completely leave you unable to brace but i you know it's still gonna hurt like hell landing on that without really any way to know when you're gonna hit or where you're gonna hit you know like i exactly i, I was listening to an uh, interview with him the other day and he was asked about like what the scariest coffin drop was and he was he was talking about how like well you just kind of have to do it so he doesn't even really think about it like that, and you can tell by some of them when why some of them go horribly wrong because he just kind of does it. it it's, you know, it will always thing. be a beautiful, a quick pop. It's the commitment that makes the move look so brutal, especially when he misses. You know, like. And then, kind of towards the end of our fight, we get a fight forever chance, which I thought for these guys, good for them, good for them. They deserved that after the match they were having. Um, yes, MJF tempts him with the skateboard. Our Darby doesn't do it. MJF hits the brass knuckles for the victory. So MJF picks up the dub over Darby, which as we were kind of talking about a little earlier, MJF's entire storyline going into this feud was after this, once he beats you, Darby, he's going for the championship. Yep. We now have a face champion. Yep. Um, I, after the match, I did my quick little break. I was, I was really high on this match. <laughs> And uh, I gave it a nine, nine point five out of ten. So after the match, I like to give my quick little instant thoughts. Other than that, uh, anything else you want to hit from this match? Um, I really loved I it. Thought, I thought this was probably the best um, match that wasn't like for involving a championship or something like that because um, it just to me. It was probably the match I was looking the most forward to, like in terms of just like I, I, okay. I thought I purely in ring, this was going to be one of the better matches. Uh, because I mean, I, 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 I kind of was a little skeptical on how it would be. I don't know why. Because I think some people like view MJF that way. Like I was saying, like he has that more traditional style that you would look to, but he's capable of doing all of these things in the ring. And that's what occurred to me while I was watching the match. I was just like, this is why he's going to be one of the top world champions, probably one of the most multi-time world champions. One of those top dogs. Yeah. Because he's capable of not only working like a Lucha, whatever you want to call it style where he does that kind of stuff, but he's also capable of denying the crowd stuff like that. Unless he absolutely feels like it's necessary to bring it in for whatever reason, like against somebody like Darby. You know, which I think shows the amount of respect yeah. he has for Darby because he doesn't do this kind of stuff with other people all the time, you know, like, um, and like, it's nice. This to whole see, thing man. started off on him doing something he normally doesn't do, which is give people credit that he'd have nothing to do with him, you know, like, yep. So a little which, bit of change. No, uh, no Wardlow either. Uh, they, they like, there was about to be shenanigans from Sean Spears, but, uh, Sting broke it up. But yeah, um, yeah, that was a fucking a great opener. So, Absolutely. How do you follow that up? Well, let's toss out the Lucha Brothers and FTR for the AEW Tag Team Championship match. And you had made a comment when we were messaging earlier. You said hell of an entrance. So, yeah. So, I I remember thinking that, like, the Lucha Brothers are known for their entrances, right? It's one of the things that they're really good at. I do feel um, like they have special entrances. That's kind of one of those little things, yeah. But, like, you don't always expect it because they don't always do it every time there's a big show. So, um, which I think is part of the mystique of it is that they don't always do it every single time. But all their entries are great regardless. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I, I enjoy everything that the Lucha Bros are doing right now. 
And it's funny because you put this match on paper and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome because the Lucha Bros are basically what FTR was in WWE for like all intents and purposes in that tag division. They were the team that you could throw against anybody and they're going to make them look fantastic no matter who it is. That's the Lucha Bros in AEW. Even that Um, match against the Acclaimed on Rampage a couple weeks ago was great. Insane. And like everybody you put them against is going to make magic. And it, cause that was like the, what was it? I think it was during the cage match, honestly, with the Lucha Bros and uh, the Young Bucks or whatever. That, that was I, unreal. That, that, I, that it occurred to me that, um, that, oh yeah, this is that team. Cause even they're making even the Young Bucks, who are like literally the big, the best by most people's account tag team in the world right now, you know? Um, although FTR has made a statement of that tonight as well. Um, you know, like, I mean, yeah. FTR is actually probably like honestly, I in my opinion probably still like the top tag team in the world just because like they went against what everybody thinks is the top tag team, right? The Lucha Bros, where a lot of people think it's the top tag team. They also went against the Bucks a while back, right? I believe so. It's like it's you know what I'm saying. Like it's I I agree. I mean, look, yeah, Um, a couple things I really liked from the match. Uh, There was a really great near fall with the AAA title where I actually thought for a minute FTR was going to win. I don't know if it was because of the ref or what, but that near fall really got me. Yeah, that was really close. So, And then Dax started doing the three amigos on Penta, and he was just getting booed out of the building. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't complete the third one. Penta starts doing it, and he's getting Eddie Chance. Really like that. Um, just do multiple great near falls. And again, you know, this kind of goes off what you were saying. I just feel like these two had such great chemistry. They just had such great chemistry together, and it just created a lot of fun wrestling sequences, which is kind of my favorite thing to see. So, Absolutely. It's Lucha- really great tag team wrestling, which some of the matches on the show that were tag team matches didn't necessarily focus on the tag team aspect, but this match was like, for if you're a pure tag team wrestling fan, this was the match. Pure tag team wrestling. Lucha Brothers pick up, they picked up the victory via the assisted pile driver. And I gave this a 9 out of 10 right after it. So you can tell I was feeling really hot following the first two matches. And Absolutely. back to my dream match for Dante Martin before okay. it was Ricochet. We've probably already mentioned this, but I need, after seeing Ray Phoenix in this match, Phoenix versus Dante Martin is the easiest main event of a Dynamite or Rampage they've ever had. They can just throw them out there and the crowd will go nuts. <laughs> Absolutely. That is, um, that is the easy, that's a perfect Rampage main event. You know what else I'd like to see, though? I'd like to see him versus Pac, dude. Oh, yeah. Money. Straight money. Because, like, anybody anybody that does flippiness. But I also agree, and this is what I was saying on the podcast the other day. I think Ray Phoenix has a great singles career ahead of him once, uh, once maybe Penta wants to go on one as well. I mean, they're both phenomenal. And I would argue that even though people probably would think Phoenix is the better of the two, I would say that Penta probably has better in-ring wrestling skills overall. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, hey, you know how the people know how I feel about Phoenix. I think they're he might if he's not the best wrestler in North America, it's Kenny Omega. So it's to me those are the top two dogs. And uh, I have to think about that. Yeah. So let's get into our third match. We got Brian Danielson versus Miro. We're like, oh, can this get even better? Oh, it's a completely different style match. This is professional wrestling at its core. Um, yes. Miro was working as a big heel pretty much the entire match, and I loved, loved how they were working Miro here. Uh, JR kept calling him Daniel Bryan. (laughs) 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 That that kind of popped me. After, like, the third time, I was like, oh, God. Seriously? 
Um, I don't know. Well, we got to give Jr. a break. It's yeah, it's, yeah. It's getting older, you know. But like, I mean, but also like, still like, I, it's it's funny because like I. I wanted on this match. I, I if if I had circled, if I if I actually wrote, wrote stuff down, this is the match I would have circled as what I thought was probably going to be my favorite, and I think probably ended up being my favorite match. Um, I can totally. This was at its core professional wrestling. I'll, I'll decide that for sure when we actually get to favorites at the end or whatever. But like, yeah. Um, but I think just what I'm thinking right now, because like it was at least on paper, it was probably going to be my favorite going in. I can at least say that much. And, and I think I think the much slower pace helped the crowd from the f- previous two matches we just had. Yes. And like, like we were talking about this right before we, we hit record, like there was three to four like matches off the top that just ripped everything to shreds. And like, I, I don't know how you could possibly have like, I've never seen a wrestling show have that many in a row that I wasn't like, just okay, this slowed the pace down. Yeah. It just kept ramping up and ramping up all the way through like the Britt Baker match even like. And it just, I, I think this match was a lot of fun in terms of if you like just a good slug, a good slug match, kind of what you were saying. Yeah, and, it's a uh, slug fest. I, I noted here, I really liked how heavy commentary was putting over that the amount of matches Danielson has been uh, doing recently on yet on yesterday's show, we were kind of, you know, I, I made the comparison of Brian Danielson's journey in AEW. The story has been the journey. It's like the Mandalorian in that aspect. And that was kind of the comparison we were making. So them putting over like, yeah, every week Danielson's gone out there and either had one or two matches that have just been nuts. And they're like, this has been wearing him down. Is this where Miro catches him? And I'm like, if they're having it, hammering it this hard, Maybe Miro actually does catch him in this. Because so I was like, there's a reason they're saying this this heavy. Um, they get, they so, We kind of get their submissions. I'll just hit this. Uh, their submissions are going back to back. They're really selling the shit out of them. He's, Daniels gets those elbows to the head. Even I'm doing mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I wrote, this is professional wrestling at its finest. And Danielson ends up tapping out Miro. And I gave this a 9 out of 10. There was a spot where uh, Miro was like, here, kick me in the chest. And Danielson <laughs> does twice. And then Miro kicks him once and just drops him because it's like, ouch. And you heard it just clack off of his a side of him. And it's just like, oh, that could have broken a rib. That's awesome. You know, like. That could have done some damage. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like, like, I feel like he just thought of that on the fly. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, just kick me. And he's like, no, nah, do it again. And he was like, all right, kick. And it's like, you know, this is going to work perfectly. Like, that's something that I feel like somebody like Miro can only pull off because of his size and his agility. Like, he, oh, gosh, I want to see him against Walter so bad, but it's obviously not going to happen. But, like, um, like think about that because, like, I, I feel like he would have fit in so perfectly with that, like, sort of British big man strong style, like, uh, yeah. lucha scene that, it, that occurred on the He's internet. Someone for, like, I'd like to years. see run some Japan. I mean, that's where all those guys went was Japan after, yeah, after dude, all that I, stuff collapsed, you know. I so, would love to see um, what he would do over there. Man, what's crazy about wrestling right now is like, you know, Triple H did his job to kill the indies where in a lot of these countries where NXT went, and then like all the talent that they collected from that just left. So, like, was or was fired, and now it's in, in when we do a match later, I'll point it out, but like, dude, I, I was just thinking to myself, this is NXT's. They gutted NXT because of this match. Like this match was NXT's champions, and they just gutted it. <laughs> just like I nothing. mean, I it's it's wild where we've gotten to at this point. 
so um, our fourth match. Uh, I'm like, can this get better? Oh, the super clicks coming out. Oh, here we go. I'm like, you already know what this is gonna be. Um, we get the super click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Um, I thought the super clicks gear was legendary. <laughs> <laughs> the, the colored beards. I loved it. Um, I wanted it. I think Jungle Boy. He was showing off a little bit of a different look too. And yeah, with the jeans, the ripped jeans, and the the full like almost full beard at this point. And it kind of makes you think with the way that this story ended, which we'll get into in a minute. Maybe he is changing up his character. I don't so, know if he's going to go heel, but maybe more of like a sort of in-between role. Like, it, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I noted Jungle Boy and Adam Cole, whenever they're in the ring together, they mm-hmm. just have these beautiful moments, They these sequences. There's multiple of them. I mean, you could literally point out probably like three or four within the match, whether it's in the ring, on the outside, on the ramp. Jungle Boy and Adam Cole together, that's something that we're going to be seeing for years to come. Yeah, it's money. Like, it's going to happen. Um, you were saying one of those chair spots was just like, just amazing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got some fun chair spots. Almost back to back, too. Oh, that 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 specific message was uh, uh, Jungle Boy hit the ropes and then sat in the chair during some like <laughs> move. And I was like, that's the greatest thing ever. Like, it's, no one would think to do that. And it, for him, it just works. It's almost like Orange Cassidy could do that. And like only him and Jungle Boy could pull that one off, you know, like. Yeah, and be a certain level of cool. One of our other chair spots uh, was between Luchasaurus and Jack, uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and they ended up making Adam Cole start leaking blood. <laughs> yeah, so like we're getting I don't some blood what everywhere. It was like he, they, I, Jungle Boy does some move to him, and then Luchasaurus just sort of like drops him on it, and then he like goes into it himself. That was all Adam Cole. Yeah, I wonder if he because he kind of went under the ring a little bit. Maybe he bladed. Like I almost yeah, they probably did something, and I, I'm sure Punk did too. Yeah, because Punk's look similar, and if that's what they're doing, I mean, it's dangerous. But if they're doing it safely, then you know, like I guess. But like, hey, I mean, it, this is the company that brought back headshots with the chairs for one night so that Cody could die. So you know, and like, it's TV fourteen, and they also had the pay per view blood and guts. So send it. Yeah, no, they had a whole pay per view built around the idea of people bleeding. You know, <laughs> so like, it's I'm sure there's something like that going on, but. Um, but thought, half the matches, someone gets hit hard in the face anyway and bleeds regardless. So it doesn't matter. It's like, so there was uh, so much blood tonight. There and so we had a little bit of break in time, and I'm like, man, Christian hasn't been on in a little bit. Oh, he's in the stands, and he's clearing the way, and he's jumping oh, yeah, off Christian the stand. jumping off of the stands. I was like, that's the, pretty good. Into the young bucks, yeah. And or the was year, it? They've been Brandon building Cutler, up yeah. the kiss spot for a couple weeks. Yes. We get tax in Jungle Boy's mouth for the kiss spot. Yeah, so Adam I Cole just stealing up. his wife's spot. So I I really well, like. That. Are they married yet? Well, to be wife spot. I don't know if they're married yet or not, but whatever. His girlfriend spot just stealing whatever it is. Um, just <laughs> um, Christian Cage was putting his body through hell in this match. I feel like he is in every match. That man is old. He's no Edge. Edge is at least probably taking care of himself because he was on Vikings. You know, like yeah. Um, there were some great spots between Luchasaurus and the Young Bucks with the trash can and some ladders. It was Luchasaurus looked like a million bucks. And What's crazy is I made the joke that there's going to be no spots left for the other street fight later, but like <laughs> both matches had the completely different spots in them. It's crazy. Yeah, um, and it, and it works. And, and then, then yeah, 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say our closing segments in the match, a uh, couple things I, I really liked. We had the Panama Sunrise on the stage from, you na- you called it, Adam Cole and Jungle Boy working together again. Uh, we had a thumbtack, knee pads, BTE trigger on Luchasaurus, which he kind of shit, he, you know, he, that stuns him for a minute. And then he hits a goddamn shooting star press off the stage. <laughs> yeah, no one saw that one coming. And then the closing story. You and I love some storytelling that plays out over time. Jungle Boy, for about a month now, has not wanted to hit the concerto. Even in this match, he didn't want to hit it at first. He looked Christian dead in the eyes. He said, I'm ready. I will do it. Jungle Boy hits the concerto, and they get the pin. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian Cage pick up the first win over the Super Click. I loved, loved that story ending. This was an example of how you use the false count anywhere stipulation in a in a way that's not just like I feel like every time that I would see it in WWE, right? Like it would just be an excuse for them to go backstage and do stupid stuff that nobody really cares about for yeah. gimmicks. Yeah, this was exactly. just a match that went around the different parts of the ring up, finished up on the stage. That could have involved some more tables and, and chairs and stuff if they wanted to, but it wasn't necessary um, because they they could wrestle most of the match just everywhere. You know, Christian probably thought of that spot on the fly because he was able to. He just decided to go up higher. Probably didn't have that plan. Like, yeah, we're just out in the out in the crowd doing some kind of spot, and felt like, well, let's just do this thing because I haven't dive dived off anything in a while. So you know, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't died yet. <laughs> I haven't I haven't jumped off of uh, anything like you know, I the the twenty foot ladders being used in the other match. Got to find something to jump off of. You know, like. So I uh, I was like I was kind of thinking to myself I'm like man could it could it have gotten better after those first three and then I'm like oh yeah this was great so I gave this a nine out of ten so I'm like this has to be the best start I've ever had to a pay per view like, like this in terms of just my style of professional wrestling I loved it so much and that Jungle Boy story kind of caught me by surprise too man I I, I knew that they had been teasing it up just because he's been getting pushed to that limit but yeah. Interesting thing about this pay-per-view is that a lot of the outside of the main event, most of the title feuds didn't really have anything to do with like really big stories, right? Like FDR didn't really, I mean, they kind of cheated, but not really. Like, of course they knew it was somebody in AEW, obviously Lucha Bros aren't are stupid, you know, like yeah. they knew they were going to get screwed somehow if they lost those titles, but they just didn't know what the deal was going to be, you know? Um, but anyway, um, like it's, but most of the titles that were online was just kind of like, yeah, the number one contenders and or the people that have been messing with these people. But there was so many stories built into so many of these matches that the majority of the really interesting stories that we had going were actually the, the non-title related things. And I think that shows that Tony Khan cares more about the story than about the, you know, the accessories or the things that facilitate certain things. Like, for example... Well, we, well, you really couldn't have had this ending to the Kenny and Hangman feud that you had if you hadn't had the title involved. That's one example of it didn't need the title, but because it was for the title and you go back and you look at all the story and all the history associated with it, it just adds that much more to it. So um, and this feud was an example of Jungle Boy's making an evolution in his character to be a little bit more aggressive, to be a little bit more of an edge to him, to be a little bit more like, yeah, what? that's a good way of putting it. 
what possibly could be the main event version of Jack Perry that we're looking to see, you know? Yeah, we um, definitely saw an evolution tonight with him. So I'm very, I'm excited to see where they take that off. Absolutely. And then next match is one I like to call the, uh, the NXT gutted match. We had our three NXT champions and Cody Rhodes, <laughs> who, exactly. uh, who was a WWE star. I mean, Captain FCW. Yeah. So, um, uh, I, it was a tag match. Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Andrade Alidolo and Malachi Black. Um, right off the bat, they, they were kind of just, you know, getting in the swing of things, taking the run of the mill. Andrade uh, had a slight little botch on the ropes where he got caught, and you could see him taking the piss out of it with Cody, and that kind of <laughs> popped me because I like when they acknowledge it. Like, yeah, all right, I fucked up. <laughs> Cody was like, eh, "You almost had it. <laughs> yeah, you close there, bud. Almost got it there." Cody was getting some loud boos. Dude, no one wanted him to win. And that's what we said on the. That's what I said on the podcast. Yeah, and, like he it was might getting be harsh, but it's the truth, you know, like. I think a couple moments that stood out to me in the match the most. Overall, it was it was a solid match. I mean, it was kind of what it was. It didn't. It's just kind of what you were mentioning earlier, where it didn't necessarily feel like a tag match. It didn't. Well, that really was on purpose. They did that like, on purpose. They did a bunch of yeah. spots in it that made it clear there were two individuals wrestling on on a bunch, on teams, and so it didn't really feel like it ever got going in that way. But like, it was an. Ex- this is like one of those experiment matches. I feel like that Tony Khan does every now and then to see, like, what 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 can we do with like? I think yeah. there was one on Dark where he had like them switch the sides, the tag teams were on, and I was like, please never do this again in my head. You know, like it just looks wrong. Like you know, yeah. like <laughs> it was kind of just like uh, I mean, just let them let them roll with it. You know, four four guys everyone loves that you know great wrestlers. Um, Andrade hit a beautiful pendulum DDT on the apron on Pac. Those guys have unbelievable chemistry. I mean, Pac and Andrade. Uh, Absolutely. And then I thought Andrade hit another just beautiful move of of a reverse suplex off the top rope on Cody. And Excalibur brilliantly said he's channeling his inner Ultimo Guerrero. So (laughs) I I just, I thought it was a perfectly fine match. To me, the star of it was Andrade. Um, Pac won with the uh, Black Arrow. Which we all love seeing that he also hit a. Yeah, if Cody had gotten the pin, they would have gotten booed out of the building. Yeah, so I, I gave this a seven out of ten. I thought it was perfectly. It, it was it was a fine match. It was good. It was good wrestling, good moments, but not great. Yeah, like I said, it just never really came together. It was yeah. like I said, I think it was like a half kind of a half baked idea. They were like, well, what if we did like a tag match where like nobody was on the same page like at all, and nobody ever got on the same page to win, and it just kind of happened, you know? I um, think the story coming out of this, is, I mean, I would like to see what's next. I, I'm assuming. Pac maybe is going to take this momentum and run a little bit. I don't awesome. know if they're going to keep juggling him around the same couple guys. Maybe that's how you get him versus Sammy. Maybe that's a, a TNT title match on TV or something. I, all day. Give me. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. And, yeah, so we get into our AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker versus Tay Conti. Right this away. Kinda... Right away. So, the crowd was not into it. Yeah, I mean, there's four, like I said, four knockdown drag-out matches in a row, and you go to this, and it's like, of course, it's going to be a little bit quiet in the crowd. And I think, in a sense, the last match was supposed to be the cooler, and they kind of were hoping this would get people piped up. But <laughs> Well, you put, uh, you put Malachi Black, Andrade El Idolo, and yeah, it's, Pac I, in the ring, and it's going to be magic. So there's no, you're not going to get a slick cool-down spot with those guys. Even no. with Cody in there to slow things down. Not that he slows things down, but he has the capacity to be the one to, to dictate the pace 
when those guys are not all in the ring, you know, like, um, but like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I kind of agree with the crowd though. I feel like part of this match just, it was, it was a very, very slow pace to start the match, but a different slow pace than how Danielson and Miro had it. Right. Yeah. These, they were just kind of run of them. You could tell I mean, this was a two week feud and honestly, I, I kind of felt like they lacked some chemistry together. Now, I, I've been a little critical of, of some of Britt's matches. She had such a great match against Thunder Rosa. And that's really what made Britt who, like, that's what brought her to that next level. Yeah. But recently, I mean, I loved her match against Statlander. But it feels like recently, I don't know, they're just kind of, something's off. And it, I felt it, like the match was fine. I feel like the fact that we just didn't have any investment in this story was because there wasn't really one. Um, and, and it was, it was, yeah. So I there's nothing I, attached to it other than the championship, which is like the opposite of what I was saying with the Hangman feud, right? Like there was all this history associated with that, and there was just there's nothing here, you know. So uh, Tay Conti hits hits a beautiful cutter. I mean, Tay, Tay, if she wins, Ty this Conti. match is more interesting, but that's like, so that's the weird thing, right? Like if Ty Conti wins this match, oh, it becomes one of the best matches on the, on the car, regardless of how good the match actually is, just because uh, but oh, sadly, no one's I feel like, that. I feel like but we kind of knew she had no chance. That's why I feel like this never gets off the ground, even if it didn't have to follow four really great matches, because there were other matches right after this match that were able to follow everything just fine. I um, mean, you can't really say this was a cool down because they were doing, they wouldn't hit a bunch of crazy spots in this match too. So it's like, they, they, they teed up a few, a, a few things here. I mean, the curb stomp on the stairs, she had like four curb stomps. Um, I, I feel like Ty Conti has some great kicks. Uh, she hit a beautiful gotch style pile driver. Yeah, that was but really good. It just felt like it never got going. And I don't, I don't know what was up with that. Um, you know, we've had some good, good matches lately, but this, this was not it. Uh, Britt Baker ended up getting the win from a roll up too, uh, but now again she hit three curb stomps before that. But um, overall, I gave it a five out of ten. I was kind of down on this one, but yeah, it, it, was in a, it, it was in a tough spot. It was never going to really. I don't think it had the chance to get off the ground. I, I would also did. like to think if Thunder Rosa or someone else was in this that's been getting the momentum. I don't know. I who's been getting momentum? Everything's been on dark, so it's like. And, and this kind of comes back to that that problem that they're stuck with, right? They they've thrown everyone in the TBS title tournament, so they didn't want to pick from them. But all their baby faces were in that tournament, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, and it just I don't I felt like they should have reversed this. Ty Conti should have been the one the facer on Rampage two weeks ago, and Anna J should have been at the pay per view. You could have had yeah. Dark Order; it would have been a much it, it, I think the crowd reaction would have been better. That would have even made, made more sense because of Hangman being in the main event. Yeah, and I think Dark Order would have helped that. And I think Anna J. I, I don't know. I think I think they're a little off on the crowd reaction to Anna. Oh, you could have tied Orange Cassidy in, in the show too at that point. Because yeah, so I just feel like it was a, it was a missed opportunity. I mean, can I just say the fact that we didn't have a TBS title match or TBS tournament match on this show is kind of, I didn't occur to me that there wouldn't be one. I figured they'd be able to pull some stuff and be like, Oh, here's a match, you know, but like yeah, just a little bit too stacked of a card though. Right. So but I feel like this tournament is just taking 10 years. Like I am, I'm personally okay with that. I, I like looking forward to these matches with stakes. I'm really big on matches that have stakes to it. So let's hop into uh True. punk versus Eddie Kingston. 
right away, Punk uh, debuting some new gear. He's been switching up his gear in AEW. It's like Muay Thai trunks on this, yeah. or like uh, MMA trunks. I like this. And uh, Excalibur mentioned multiple times how he still trains in mixed martial arts. So I yeah, that he was says nice. that name he uses all the time, and I don't know why he would ever stop because like he's obviously respected in that community well enough to get into like the gyms of actual fighters, you know. So it's like, I why not? I'm, I mean, I'm sure Punk would rather have the ability to defend himself, you know, like yeah, and. I, I think overall, so I the crowd was back alive for this. this to no surprise, right? <laughs> we kind of they were going to be hot for this match no matter what. Um, I, I I liked right away. It was a serious and fundamentally solid start. They kept they kept backing the referee off. I mean, like, oh, I'm going to get the advantage, and then they just went after each other. It was great. Punk uh, Kingston hits like the spinning back fist or whatever to like just knock Punk out immediately. Yep. Before the match even starts, and it's like, oh, so this is what we're doing here, okay? <laughs> yeah, it, it it was a different punk. It was a it was almost a, a breath of fresh air to the punk matches we've had, right? They've been it's it's very different. I've liked what Punk's done since he's come to AEW, but this was a little different. I, I dug it. Uh, punk was cut open. I think we're gonna get pleasant plenty of screenshots of uh, bloody CM Punk. <laughs> uh, so other than that, I I kind of had. So my stuff was this was a true pro wrestling match, kind of same yes. same way we mentioned with uh, Miro and Danielson, and we had another uh, three amigos from CM Punk. Yeah, I think if they hadn't done that stuff in the Lucha Bros match, and I think if Jericho hadn't planned to be doing the stuff he was going to do later, that they would have probably uh, I think he probably would have done all the stuff, but and maybe won the match like that over Kingston. Um, but you know everybody wanted to do Eddie spots, so it kind of you know to take that away from them. It looks like, but. You know, it's okay. Like, it, now, obviously, everyone was trying to honor Eddie, so. Yeah. Do you think Punk bladed after the ring post? I have no idea if anybody did on this show, by the way. I just want to I don't even know if they out. legally do that. I don't know how that works. I, no, I think AEW does does do that. Um, I, 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 think, I would think, I think if anybody was going to in the modern era, it would be AEW. But also with how the chair spot went, they might not let anything like that happen. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's something they'll talk about in the media scrum. Uh, I'll definitely talk about that on the podcast next week yeah. if that is the case. Because, by the way, guys, this is something I haven't really mentioned because we didn't do a show after All Out. But I watched the media scrums. That's how I got all that information that I was talking about the first couple of weeks on the podcast about Danielson, Punk, and all those people. Uh, like Adam Cole, because I listened to those media scrum. And you can actually get some information out of there. All those headlines that come out the next day after the pay-per-view that you see like the immediate interviews, that's from the media scrum, guys. So if you're bored, and you can listen to people talk in like a sort of faux sport. And by the way, there's really no kayfabe in those interviews. Like people just answer questions. Like, um, yeah, it's like it's, it's a press event. So yeah, and I know um, like Fightful streams it, and then other wrestling news sites that I'm yeah, sure you guys will be uploaded by somebody within a couple hours. So, you know, so I I think Punk had the uh, control a lot during this match, I, which I kind of liked. Um, basically, Punk hit a GTS. He couldn't capitalize on it. He was just so tired. Uh-huh. They're, they're doing some scrambling, and then he busts out his uh, uh, some knees that Excalibur put over on commentary. He had been training these in the in his mixed martial arts, so they, he brought this kind of aspect of his mixed martial arts training with the trunks with this. And I think it's smart to bring that in because it, it just helps you kind of helps you buy a little more in. Because like Punk, while he has been gone for seven years. He also did have, you know, the UFC stuff. 
Oh, it's funny because I imagine that the guys that are there for American Top Team probably some of them already knew Punk. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like yeah. you know, I mean? like just from like him being around because I think he still does commentary on some like uh, MMA yeah, stuff. He, he like, loves he loves he did fighting. For a while. So, uh, Punk won with the GTS. Um, I gave this a seven point five. And shake offer at the end, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. Confirmation of the Eddie Kingston heel turn. Yeah, I think you you have been calling it for since they really started doing the little Moxley and Kingston thing. You've been saying I think the plan was to turn him heel. And this has to confirm it, man. Punk goes to offer offer him his hand, and he just walks away, push the cameraman out of his way. Right, presumably you would have had the same thing in the Danielson Moxley match, right? Like so, yeah, that would have been Moxley would have probably done a similar thing, possibly. Or maybe they would have both like rushed him or one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe one it would have been a double team attack on one of them between the two of them. I don't know, but um, and this is the, and I, I want to clarify my what I said earlier when I was talking about you know a pro wrestling match. This is one of those slobber knocker matches, right? It it works sometimes. That's the way to do it, and it works. You don't want to do that these guys. all the time, though. Yeah, you can't do it all the time, but it worked with these guys. Um, so let's Absolutely. jump into uh, our inner circle. First American top team. Right away. Sammy died. Yes. Sammy never got back up after that spot, by the way. I think he's actually dead. I think Sammy is just gone. No more Sammy vlogs. See you later, pal. Until the next segment. But yes. Oh, wait, no. Fuego probably still doing (laughs) Fuego. (laughs) Too fast, too Fuego. Um, (laughs) Cody was already on the show. (laughs) I thought uh, Dan Lambert was (laughs) – what he was wearing kind of got me, man. (laughs) That definitely got me. I'm weak. I'm a weak man. All right. Two things off the top. uh, Orlovsky and DeSantos both can wrestle, apparently. Yeah. um, They protected him, and they look good. And I think this is uh, just the beginning of this uh, little crossover. Dude, DeSantos hit some actual moves. Yeah. He he was looking really nice. Uh, But yes. Popping to himself. He wanted to hit a moonsault onto the table or something. Yeah, so and it makes the most sense for uh, Jericho to pin Lambert here. However, I will say this: I do not think Men of the Year should have lost this feud. Yeah, agreed. We've been talking about it for for a little bit now, man. Like, what was the point of this if it's not for Men of the Year to get put over? Where do they go now? What that? It was so easy. I was saying I would like to see a Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara match. I don't know if that would lead to a feud necessarily. I'd like to see it too. Maybe. Because um, they could continue the you know the inner circle stuff without necessarily having to keep everybody from the inner circle involved, you know? Because um, they keep saying throughout this match that Santana and Ortiz might be one of the next teams to challenge for the titles, which I would I'd, I'd be down to see Lucha Bros versus Santana and Ortiz, you know? But Yeah, proud powerful. Um, but maybe again, maybe we're gonna mash not necessarily like a, a program. Um but I mean I, there was like I said some brutal spots in this match. Like Sammy Guevara just did the spot that Jeff Hardy did to I think CM Punk or somebody like that back yeah, in like, through that table, right? Off the ladder. Maybe that was like a TLC spot or something like I can't remember, but like just an absolutely brutal swanton like type spot. Um yeah, that's gonna I I don't know how he's not injured if he isn't like <sighs> But um, it is good to see those guys back in the spotlight. I wish they had taken my my idea of like everybody just throwing their bodies in front of of Dan Lambert. But like you would have had to have just had the experienced wrestlers in there and that wouldn't have been as interesting. So 
because they threw the MMA guys in there, they had to like you said protect some of those guys a little bit. And yep, like uh, there was literally a spot where I think I'm not sure if it was Santana or Ortiz. They literally just stopped and waited because they didn't want. Or maybe it was Jericho just because they didn't want to like screw up Orlovsky's timing. You know, um, they were really putting over how Orlovsky has the most uh, wins in the history of. I mean, that's an impressive thing. I mean, if you think about it, because, like, John Jones is a heavyweight and apparently doesn't have the most wins, so... Yeah, so good for him. Um, Overall, uh, I gave this a 6 out of 10. I thought it was just, you know, it it was what it was. It could have been better, but, like, you know, when you have two street fight-style matches on the same card, one of them is going to be better than the other, and you had, like, six of the top wrestlers in the world in one of them, so, you know, like... And that's me putting over the Jurassic Express, and I don't think people are going to disagree that Christian Cage is obviously like a Hall of Fame level guy, you know, like, but he's oh, obviously yeah. old. But, you know, you put six guys like that in a match like that, and that's going to, it's going to, and you put that against like a, a 10 man matches just never work, man. They're not to the way that you want them to because there's so many bodies just flying around, you know, like, there's nobody no can really way. get their stuff in in that big of a match. <laughs> like, yeah. So let's do it. It's time for the main. Actually, I lied. They have a debut. And uh, Tony Schiavone walks out there. He says, we have a multi-time champion. I'm like, all right, what are we getting at? Jay Lethal. Hey, this is yeah. good, man. This Jay Lethal's um, a good pickup for them. Jay Lethal yeah. definitely clearly thought he was spending the rest of his career in ROH. I mean, that's kind of been his story uh, for obviously. the past few years. Like three or four years, I feel like he'd been he was ROH champion for like a year or something yeah. like that. I feel like he was like ROH he was, at his core. He was ROH pure blood. Like this was this was their the guy. And for Tony to jump on him and be the first one to sign, I love it. I think this is just more, and this is what I was saying to you before we started recording. I think this is more Tony just saying this Ring of Honor talent pool is somebody I'm or is a group of people I'm interested in. I just can't sign everybody right now because I got other things going on. I got to make sure I get this pay per view taken care of. But don't be surprised if, like, I don't know, or pick a guy you really want to see show up, you know. Um, yeah, Bandito. Show up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just to randomly show here. up. Because they Davari didn't get signed, but he showed up for a random episode of, of Rampage, you know. like. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, there's probably there's plenty of guys probably in the back that are just, like, waiting for a match, you know. So it would be great, um, you know. Yeah, uh, so Jay Lethal sent a stuff. challenge to Guevara for the TNT Championship match, which I'm sure will probably main event Dynamite this week. And Absolutely. I'm very excited for that. So now let's get to our main event. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Right Cowboy away, shit. Cowboy the entrances shit. were awesome. The crowd was hot. Cowboy shit. And I will say, like the first 10 minutes of this match, I thought they were gearing up for one of those like 60 minute Kenny Omega matches because that's the way it felt. Absolutely. In a, in a good way. Whenever like I watch Kenny Omega matches that usually go 45 minutes per se, they kind of have a certain feel to it at the beginning. And I was like, oh, wow. Is this where we're going? Which I think it ended up being probably like 30 minutes. And I think the only reason they didn't do that is because they wrestled such a good, you know, the thing that I thought was always funny about this match on paper was like, this is just another one of those matches that Kenny would have had in Japan because Adam Page wrestles a New Japan sort of strong style style of wrestling just as like an American, you know, like, yeah. And Kenny's obviously just morphed himself into like a Japanese person, basically. So he does that, obviously. And um, our classic slow Kenny pace to start that I really love. And, 
and that so this was basically a new japan match and so like if you look at the card the two big matches on the show that you could point to that if you want to be a big the two kinds of wrestling fans that you get at AEW, you have perfect matches for them for somebody like me that just loves pro wrestling in general and like old school style pro wrestling kingston and punk everything that could have possibly wanted right it's an absolute brawl um, yeah, I mean, but for somebody that's more Daniel. into like the athletic and even Danielson Amir, like you were saying, like that one just fit sort of right. Those two matches in that sort of way fit into that idea. And then you get the stuff like the Jurassic Express versus, you know, um, versus the super click and yeah. the stuff like Omega versus hangman, where it's like this sort of indie, not indie, but almost like sort of like non traditional style pro wrestling that you see in Japan and, and like other promotions and stuff like that. And they that, really make it work. Yeah. And so you, you have a piece of everything that everybody likes. And so I, this, this was to me one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Like I, I loved it. Um, I, I really liked uh, avalanche, the avalanche blockbuster off the top rope that hangman did on Kenny. And, and that was a wild move. Yeah, it was. And then that kind of sets up our, our next act of the of the fight, which is Hangman ends up clocking the ref from Kenny pulling him in. So I'm like, ah, sh- here comes the shenanigans. But I was like, wait, they did that whole segment about if the Bucks lay a hand on them, they're done. And I was like, all right, maybe maybe they won't do shenanigans. You already had Cutler out earlier. I was like, all right, we'll keep an eye on this. And Nakazawa got the shit beat out of him earlier too. So I'm like, all the Stooges are done. Callus is down. Fuck Don Callis chants were pretty good. Um, <laughs> Hangman, he's been using this a little bit lately. He hits his dead eye on Kenny. Beautiful move. Yeah. And then that sets him up for the uh, Kenny actually gets the one wing angel hit on him. Uh, <laughs> he's like I, the only person to ever kick out of it in AEW. Yeah, he kicks <laughs> out of like it. That. And I, uh, JR, I believe it was one of the better lines he said tonight. He said, uh, you know, only Kenny Omega knows how to lock that move in right. Something, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing there. Which and makes I, sense. And I, mean, I, was like, I was like, you know I what? Like that, that actually kind of makes sense. It's a good way of, of phrasing They that. shouldn't do that all the time. But for that one moment in that spot for him to kick out of it, it made sense to me. I was like, okay, I buy that, you know. And then he, he gets the buckshot lariat to the back of the head of Kenny Omega. And then he's standing on the same side of the ring as Matt Jackson. And the story... Has been going on for three years. Matt Jackson gives him a head nod. Hangman hits the lariat. The buckshot lariat. One, two, three. New AEW world champion. I, I am such such a fan of the storytelling that lasts. That just carries on for forever. You can literally trace this back to the start of the company. Literally can. And it just, I, I, I bought in, man, that head nod. There's a couple things like that tonight that really sunk me in. And I was like, man, this is, this is the kind of wrestling that I love. The dark order coming out to congratulate, you know, they offer him a beer. He smacks it away and goes for the hug. So what what, what is family? He wants friends. Let's say, I wonder if it felt like almost, especially when they raised him up, like it's almost like he's like almost like a new pseudo leader of the dark order in that way. Cause he's got the title now, like in a way. Yes. But they do want to, they do just kind of like to, they're just, his the friends. Thing is they have no direction with the dark order. So it doesn't really matter. They're just going to lose matches to people and stuff like that. But like, you know, 
Yeah. Eventually, they'll do something with some of the people, but like you know, I don't. They don't ever really do anything with them. So, but it's good that they have the association with the champion now. So that's cool. But I gave this um, match a good a good nine out of ten. So I mean, I think that's five matches that had a nine or above for me. So, uh, needless to say, I like the show. (laughs) And considering there was ten matches. It was a long show, but it was an actually, but you know, like a WWE card like this long would have been 12 hours oh, we, long. We would have been, we would have been clocked we would have out. checked out halfway through. We would be like, all right, well, that was boring. Yeah. And, and we've suffered through some of those, but all <sighs> in all, man, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Full gear gets the thumbs up. <laughs> 16 hours of WrestleMania with a four hour pre-show. Yes. <laughs> so I, I loved full gear. Um, I mean, I see people. I saw people on Twitter being like, "This is the greatest wrestling pay per view of all time." I'm just thinking in my head, relax, just chill. All right, just, just chill out. Really good ones over the years. Hold on. Yeah. So pump the brakes, Chief. You, it might not even be the best pay per view he's had this year. So let's yeah, let's we gotta, we gotta, we gotta calm down. We gotta we gotta, we gotta take some time to digest and that some weird stuff. We'll, so we'll figure this out, everybody. But yeah, man. I mean, I was into this. I'm excited for the next week of wrestling. Um, we did get. We already some- know that Dynamite's going to be insane because we know that Ishii is going to be on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, we got we got some stuff announced for Dynamite here, and let's see if I can pull that up. Uh, yeah, yeah, only a couple things. So, yeah, Orange Cassidy yeah. is teaming with Tomohiro Ishii. So, I'm into that. <laughs> Yeah, and they're facing the Butcher and the Blade, which, which is a tag team that always goes out and puts on a quality match. The Hardy Family them. Office is apparently making a move. Yeah, Hardy Family Office versus Orange Cassidy shall continue. Oh no! Get my man out of there. Get the AEW TBS Women's Title Tournament between Nala Rose and Hikaru Shida. Um, I'm I'm thinking Shida in that one. Possibly, it really depends. It depends on how they're yeah. feeling. You know what I mean? And the acclaimed. First Dante Martin and Leo Rush. You guys already know how we feel about that. Uh, do we? It's gonna we, be a fun match. We're gonna get some cool <laughs> rapping to start it off. It yeah. sounded so white. Um, and <laughs> okay. And um, and then we'll get some fun wrestling because the acclaim can actually go. So it'll be not. It'll be awesome to see them go with a team that can actually go. And, and we Leo also Rush have uh, Jay Lethal versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT. Dude, what if Leo Rush just drops a fucking verse? <laughs> I would buy in. I'd be. I, I'd be all in. Pun intended. I feel like I don't know. I feel like, or maybe Dante Martin's got it in him. I don't know, man. He seems like he's kind of. I feel like Dante Martin's that dude that you could just ask to do whatever, and he'd be like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah. So, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Any anything else you want to say, Garrett? Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you hit you know the follow or subscribe button on on your podcast feeds, and we'll see you all next time. Adios, amigos. Adam Cole, bye-bye. Are you looking to buy a new car? This Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Wait, isn't it tribute to the troops? Cowboy shit.